Attention Northwest Arkansas businesses and talent seekers. Introducing OnboardNWA.com, your hyperlocal job board crafted for our unique community. Struggling to find the perfect match for your job openings? Onboard NWA simplifies the hiring process, connecting you with the region's top talent through tailored talent matching solutions. Whether you're an employer seeking expertise or a professional looking for your next opportunity, Onboard NWA is here for you. Discover more at onboardnwa.com and let's build the future of Northwest Arkansas together. Hello, Northwest Arkansas. Randy here, bringing you a quick word from our sponsor, Signature Bank of Arkansas. Since 2005, Signature Bank has been all about empowering our community with local ownership and top-notch banking services. Signature Bank's roots run deep with assets over a billion dollars, and they're right here in your backyard with branches in Bentonville, Rogers, Springdale, Fayetteville, and now including Harrison and Jonesboro. With a growing family of more than 200 teammates, they're ready to serve you with the warmth only a true community bank can offer. And they've got Banco C, the first bilingual bank in Arkansas, to ensure that banking is for everyone. So give Signature Bank a call at 479-684-3700 or visit Signature.Bank online. Mention you heard about them on the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast for that personal touch. Signature Bank of Arkansas, big on assets, local at heart, and a proud member of the FDIC and an equal housing lender. It's time for another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas, the podcast covering the intersection of business, culture, entrepreneurship, and life in general here in the Ozarks. Whether you are considering a move to this area or trying to learn more about the place you call home, we've got something special for you. Here's our host, Randy Wilburn. Hey folks, and welcome to another episode of the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn, and I'm excited today because I'm sitting here with my friend, Daniel Quinn. And Daniel Quinn and I, we became friends a while back, and uh, we connected because of our pure love of podcasting. And uh, he had me on his show, Look What I Did, which is a, a local podcast here. He's been, he's kind of a, as I'd like to say, an OG of podcasting here in the Northwest Arkansas space. And before recording, we were just talking about how there aren't a lot of podcasts that have been around this area for a long period of time. And and so it's great to actually have another podcaster from Northwest Arkansas on the show. He had me on his show, Look What I Did, a while back. And I'll put a reference into that show as well as a link to the Look What I Did podcast so you guys can check that out for yourselves. His podcast is typically a little bit longer than than my podcast, but 
regardless, we had a lot of fun with that show, and uh, I wanted to return the favor and sit down with him and do an episode of the podcast. And we finally got together, and we're kind of like right on the teetering on the edge of the post-pandemic time frame, right? right? right. Yeah, so, so that's kind of the good thing. So without further ado, I want to welcome Daniel Quinn to the podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing really well, and thanks for having me. Yeah. This is, I've been looking forward to this for a super long time. It's one of those things where like, we should definitely talk more after this. And that happens one out of 20 times, maybe, right? Exactly. And just to have you here. And then I think we're close to almost being neighbors. Yeah, we uh, really are. I, I mean, I walk by <laughs> your house all the time and I live just like in the hunting, Huntingdon subdivision. You live off of uh, Crossover. I live kind of off a of Crossover over by the uh, Neokaska Creek Trail. So gotcha, yeah. for those of you that are in the Fayetteville area, we're kind of like on the east side of town towards crossover and Joyce area over by where the signature plaza is. So we're kind of like on that side of town, but it's just, I mean, it's cool because there's a lot of people that live over here. But uh, when I realized how close you live, I said, man, I'll just come to your house. We'll right. we'll get together. We'll do it. We don't need a studio. We don't need anything special. We're just going to sit down and riff and This is where we record like 90% of the Look What I Did shows actually is at this table. Well, you know, it's so funny. Daniel, people always ask me, well, where, what studio should we go to or where are we going to do this? And I'm like, studio? I don't like, I don't use a studio that often. I mean, yeah. I do use them and, and a studio is great sometimes. It is artificially quiet in a studio. And uh, I actually was working with a potential client and they were like, I'd really love to do this at my house. And I said, listen, if you show me your place, I'm sure we can make it work. And with the right microphones and the right equipment, you can do a lot with a little. Yeah. And it's really not that difficult. I think once people understand it, you know, I mean, yeah, if you're in a room full of glass and, and solid floors and no carpeting or anything like that. Literally the room we're in right this second. <laughs> right. But 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 I have directional mics on and uh, it's it's very clear these mics are not set up to pick up noise outside of the right. space that we're in. They're so directional. Yeah, yeah. So as long as you have that, you're actually okay. Yeah. But most people don't realize that. So you get people that like, if I had a condenser mic right now, this would be a hot mess. Oh, no, it'd it be would, terrible. It would yeah, not well, be 100%. good. So, You're sitting yeah. in front of glass. I'm sitting in front of glass. <laughs> yeah, it'd be, it, it'd it'd be would be all good. So no, but that's that's all good. So so tell me, man, I'd love for you to just share with the I Am Northwest Arkansas audience a little bit about yourself. Tell us your superhero origin story and, and why why you came up with Look What I Did. Yeah. So, you know, I've lived in Northwest Arkansas on and off since the early 90s. Born in Canada, grew up in Wisconsin, came down here when I was about 10, 11 years old. And I really love this area, right? It's just, it's beautiful. It's very like outdoors friendly. And then it's just continued to grow and grow. You know, when I first moved here, it was all U of A was kind of the magnet that drew people to Northwest Arkansas. And of course you had Walmart and Tyson and, and JB Hunt and those companies were here, but they didn't have the impact on the area. It didn't seem like the way they do over the last like 15, 20 years, right? And Walmart in the early 2000s made that mandate that if if you sold product with them, you had to have a vendor presence here. And so all of a sudden, you just had a huge influx. I think the number was something like 500 families a month moving in, which is a, a pretty big number when your like, town population is probably 65,000 at that point, right? So it just, you know, over the last 20 years, it just really, really blossomed. And I, I've lived in other places. I lived in Albuquerque for a while. I lived in Memphis for a while. Florida for a day. That's a weird story. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I just find myself constantly coming back to here because it really like, there's a lot of opportunity here. Yeah. There's, I think, like I said, a lot of, like I can go float the white in 15 minutes, right? I can grab a kayak and go float the white river. 
but I can also catch a Broadway play or eat, you know, with a beard award winning chef at a restaurant in downtown Bentonville or Rogers or wherever. And so there's just a lot to do. And then I think even more importantly for me, you know, I, I grew up in just an environment that we were around a lot of different cultures and people. And so Northwest Arkansas actually has like a nice blend of people, like maybe 50% of the people are from here, but yeah. everybody else is from California and Chicago and Elsewhere. New England, and, right? Like New York, whatever. And so you cross paths with just really interesting people all the time. And then as far as the show, you know, like I, I grew up playing a band. I did theater. I had a public access television show for a while. Like I, I like performing, being the center of attention. Wayne's world. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. And so I discovered podcasts really late. I was probably, I was over 30 years old and um, I just remember listening to it and I was like, I could do this. Like, this is really a doable thing, but I don't know what it would be. And I had a cigar night. I still have a cigar night. Every Monday night we get together and someone was like, we should record these. So we recorded one one night and I will never air that for anybody. Like, don't record your friends hanging out and smoking cigars and drinking. It's a bad idea. Oh, my goodness. Um, but, you know, it was like that idea didn't work. It didn't make sense. And so a couple of years went by and I, I moved here and you know, I've got a good sized garage and I turned it into a full wood shop. And I was like, man, I can make like YouTube videos here or something. And I discovered the podcast making it with Jimmy Duresta, Bob Claggett, David Pacito, and it's just these three guys talking about what they build and what they do. And I was like, man, Aaron and I could do that. Like, but nobody cares what we like. Nobody's going to tune in to two guys you've never heard of talking about building boxes in a garage or right. whatever we're doing. Right. And, uh, it suddenly hit me one day. I was like, I know a bunch of people that do creative stuff though. And so I'll call some of them and see if they'd be willing to be interviewed for a show. And then we're bringing in like people that know them, you know, we kind of build this thing. And uh, the first person I called was Alan Newberry, who won Forged in Fire. And he was willing to do it, a, a good friend of mine. And that just kind of kicked it off. And then from there, what I was saying about just like the people that are not from here, that have moved here, come through all the time for various reasons. You know, a lot of people ask like where our guests come from, but they have, you know, they grew up here. They're doing business here with Walmart or, or some other company or whatever's happening. And so you just have a ton of traffic through. And the other thing is, financially, like Northwest Arkansas is pretty well off as a whole. Sure. And so creativity really is funded by people with extra money to spend, right? And they can buy expensive candles or paintings or jewelry. And so you have people that are able to make a living off of their creative pursuits. And so we have a nonstop supply of creative people to talk to. Oh my God. And and then when you add to it, people like Alice Walton... Mm -hmm. One of the richest women in the world whose passion is art. Yeah. And art. And Crystal Bridges, and Crystal is, Bridges amazing. is amazing. And you know? Road now is doing that the room that they're doing there for like speaking engagements. And right. I think they're gonna have like a podcast studio type thing or a studio of some kind there. And oh man, that's yeah. gonna be cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's gonna be really cool. I need to find out more about that. I know the Fayetteville Public Library has um doubled down on creating mm -hmm. studios both for video, for photography, and for podcasting. Yep where all you need is a library card. And not only do you have access to all of that, all of those um, utilities, but then you also have access to equipment. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's just, it's, it's, um, you know, I always say it, it's, it's an embarrassment of riches that we have here really in, our own, in our own backyard. Yeah. So, you know, we, I mean the natural state, right. Cause we have all these natural resources, but we've managed to accumulate all these kind of technology and networking resources as yeah. well. And our Northwest Arkansas really kind of, has 
just about everything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 like for me, I mean, my friends all the time, they're like, what are you doing in Arkansas? And I'm like, dude, I'm in Northwest Arkansas. So I always qualify <laughs> that. I, I said, I'm in Northwest Arkansas. No, that's no shade on the Delta or Central Arkansas or whatever. And I got to be honest, I don't think if, if I wouldn't live any other place, but Northwest right. Arkansas. I so, I mean, just, I mean, it's just, I'm just keeping it real. Yeah. That's why the podcast is called I Am Northwest Arkansas. So, <laughs> Not so, I Am Arkansas. Right, right. Yeah, no, absolutely. But no, I mean, it's, it's, it, this state is coming up and, and make no mistake about it. You know, Northwest Arkansas just happens to be the nexus of everything mm-hmm. that's happening. Even if our state capital is in the center of the state. I mean, a lot of what happens happens up here and it trickles down to the rest of the state and everybody benefits from it. But yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, it's just something that makes this place special. And it's because you had someone with the vision like Sam Walton and mm-hmm. then everybody else that, cause even that decision to cause the vendors to stay here, you know, I have friends that own a company in uh, San Francisco and they have a yeah. outfit outpost here. So it's like, everybody's like, yeah, you want to do business with Walton with, with Sam Walton and in Walmart, you've got to come here and be here. You can't just, you know, and I'm, I've always been curious to know whether like Target has any type of mandate or requirement for people to come to Minnesota. I would be like, man, that would be kind of hard, especially in the wintertime. Yeah. So I'd be like, I don't know if I want to uh, put an office in, in uh, somewhere up in the, the Twin Cities. But, you know, I guess if I, if, if I had to be in a Target, then maybe that would be my option. So they, they may. I don't I don't know. I mean, and Walmart did it a long time ago. Right. And they, oh, it's genius. Like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's absolutely genius. And like you said, I mean, it almost single handedly outside of what the university was bringing in, it almost single handedly jump-started the population race here. Yeah, I think 100%. And because then, you know, Walmart seems invested in like retaining talent here as well, right? Yeah. And so they've invested all this money in infrastructure just in like, you know, things you can do, restaurants and like the rope swing group, right? Like yeah. These different groups that are coming together. Yeah. Everything else that's here. So you get really, really cool stuff because- you want to draw on that Austin or San Francisco talent and right, like, and make this a place where people want to stick around. And then all those vendors are creating jobs for local people as well. And so it's not all just outside. Like, I think everybody's, like I said, I've been here for 30 years, you know, and like the benefit comes to me in some way. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's a great area. <laughs> it is. I mean, like I said, I'm looking at my kids now they're getting involved with mountain biking. We have, we're kind of like, uh, I don't know if we're technically a mountain bike capital, but we want to be the mountain bike capital, which I think is a big deal. And my understanding uh, is we have the number one mountain biking trail in the world. Oh, is that the case? It, it, okay. It, maybe not the world, but it's the country for sure. Okay. All um, right. Like well. Lance Armstrong trains here now for his stuff. And, okay. uh, we, interviewed on look what I did a guy who's a bike mechanic okay and I had no idea yeah. he started talking about all this stuff I was like what is happening like, yeah. I didn't know but they were in Seattle for some big convention and everybody's talking about like I forget the name it has some crazy name like dragons I don't remember but right. like this trail is like the the trail mountain biking yeah. trail it's the mecca the place to go to listen I was talking to a friend and she said that a bunch of African-American mountain bikers from around the country descended on Bentonville a couple of weeks ago, and it's like 40 or 50 of them, which, you know, 15, 20 years ago, that would have been unheard of. They all descended here because they heard that this is some of the best trails around, and they absolutely love it and want to come back. And then a professional biker, his name is Rasan Bahadi, and um, he um, he came here and spoke recently for 
a bike park event affiliated with Bike NWA during Bike Month in May. Okay. So if you if you if you if you're it's tracking with me, yeah, it's a lot of bike group associations. So <laughs> it's like a nesting doll. I was, was going to throw in pedal it forward too, but NWA because that's a whole other group that was part of this, and they they were there. But anyway, he was telling me how excited he was to be a part of what's happening with the movement of of mountain biking here, and just and this the inclusivity of it. They're trying yeah. to get everybody involved. I've yeah. had um, the women on from Arkansas Latinas in BC, which is a lat- Latinx group of women that like to ride their bikes right. and they want to do it in a group setting. And now they go out and they've got a huge following. So if you see a bunch of ladies with pink cycling jerseys on the trail, that's probably Arkansas Latinas and BC. So oh, that's cool. So yeah. shout out to them. And and I mean, that's kind of what we're seeing here though. Yeah. Right. And yeah. that started somewhere. And now look where we are. I think uh, Northwest Arkansas has done, a, not that there's not room for improvement, has done a good job with inclusivity from, you know, the beginning. I think Fayetteville drove, I think I live here, <laughs> that, uh, that they, you know, the university and some of those things, I think like it's always had that kind of like art hippie kind of like vibe to it, right? Like Fayetteville just has a very good music scene and really good art scene. And I think in general, it's always felt like a, a more collaborative area. And that's something I like about Northwest Arkansas too, is that it does feel from my limited perspective, you know, like it, tries hard to be inclusive to everybody, make everybody feel welcome yeah. regardless of where they're from or what they're doing or whatever, you know? Absolutely. And, yeah. And I think, you know, my, you know, it's funny, my wife and I were talking about it on our hot walk this morning that we said, yeah, you know, each town has its own unique perspectives. Yeah. But because we are so close together, you know, you can kind of bunch in Bentonville, Rogers, Springdale, and Fayetteville into one collective community. It's a metro area. It is sure. a metro yeah, area, yeah. but it's not like so spread out where it's right. like, oh my God, I don't know if I can, you know, it's just, <laughs> it's not like Houston where you talk about the woodlands or something like that. And you're like, man, that's all the way across town. It's like, I can get to Bentonville in 15 minutes and, you know, I can go up there and do what I need to do. And, you know, we've got certain traffic arteries that can get us back and forth and pretty quick. We'll need to expand those, of mm-hmm. course, as the population grows, because I'm sure at some point people will be cursing on 49 because of the traffic, right? Because it just will Do be like- Do not drive? I think people curse on it now. Well, I mean, to me, listen, you're talking to somebody that, that lived in the Bay Area and was just relocated here from Boston. Listen, nobody knows what traffic is, <laughs> you know, and, and yeah. I mean, so it's all relative, but I could see how people would be a little upset. Yeah. I mean, 20 years ago, right? Like you could get to Rogers Benville in 15 minutes from here and, but nobody did it either. Cause every right. community felt very like siloed, siloed to itself. Yeah. And that's before 49 came into play for the but, greenway. Yeah. And before the greenway. And like, now I just like, I get frustrated sometimes on 49, right? Cause I'm like, this traffic's insane. It's not <laughs> compared to other places I've been at all. But like, in perspective to what you grew up with or what you knew, it's like, this is so much worse than it was. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it really is not. It's not Houston, right? Or I'm sure San Francisco. I haven't driven through San Francisco. Well, yeah, I did once. Yep, yeah. It's definitely not as bad as right. San Francisco. Yeah, trust <laughs> me. You'll know if you're on the 101 or, or, or going across the uh, Bay Bridge, it's pretty fierce. So, yeah. Yeah. It, it is more than uh, more than a notion. That's for sure. Yeah. So. I've done a fair share of my driving in LA and that's, it's definitely way, way, way better than yeah. there. Yeah. So, for sure. But but anyway, this is this is not a, a show about traffic, traffic comp- comparisons. <laughs> but, uh, but, but yeah, I think anybody coming here, if you're thinking about coming here, just know that Whatever, just take into consideration any of your worst traffic experiences, it pales, it, it, you won't experience that here. Absolutely I, not. I think that's the case. So. Yeah. 
And that's really only getting from a city to a city, like within any of those spots, right? Getting around them is super easy. And I would say like, just don't drive at 8am or 5pm the rest of the time. You're good. Yeah. There's no problems at all. You're totally good. hundred percent. So before we started talking, we kind of talked about just the, the growth of podcasting, right? Yeah. yeah. I guess I can kind of riff about podcasting with you. So this is more (laughs) of a meta conversation, right? Podcast about podcasting. Mm, I like it. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, but tell me, you know, in your mind, uh, what has podcasting opened up for you? Cause I'm constantly encouraging people to either start a podcast and I'm telling businesses, Hey, you need to consider extending your brand through storytelling, right? Mm-hmm. And, and through, through podcasting. And people are like, yeah, I wanna, well, I want to do videos. And we were talking earlier about how yeah. videos are not quite the same, right? At and, all. And, at all. And, and so I would love for you just to kind of share your thoughts on podcasting as a whole, the medium a, what it means to you, but then also what you think it represents. I know I have my ideas about it, what it represents today, and also what I think it's going to be in the future. But what what are your thoughts? So I, I think podcasting is, it's still in its infancy in a lot of ways, right? And I had this conversation not too long ago with somebody like, you. I feel like you kind of have three distinct podcast formats, right? You have fiction, which is hit or miss, I think. You have true crime <laughs> and which then you have, which is its own thing. It's so. a, its own thing. Right. Yeah, and it yeah. seems to be a giant chunk oh of my it. Gosh. And then you have like co-host or conversation dialogue type podcasts. Right. And I think all of those fiction probably has the most room to grow because it has a lot of latitude in it. But the other two really have kind of like found, I think they're, they're balanced. Like they kind of are what they are. And I just imagine that there's going to be people that think about podcasting in a different way, right? Like we had television and theater growing up and all of a sudden you have YouTube and it makes you think about visual medium in an entirely different way Yeah, and anybody can access it. And so I was kind of joking around. I was like, I'm just waiting for the person that like does a podcast where they wake up every day and they do a five minute podcast. The first five minutes they wake up, that's the show. Yeah, like, I think that's a terrible idea probably, but you're going to have somebody that's going to look at this in a totally different way and and use it differently. It's kind of like the electric guitar, right? Like they're just going to like bend the strings and use a slide and you're just going to start changing the sounds that can come out of this. So I think podcasting is still really young, but I think the other great thing about it is it's super accessible. Unlike video, we were talking about video and like you need good lighting. You need probably multiple cameras or a lot Mm -hmm. of time to set up different takes. And, you know, we're working on doing a, a potentially documentary in a year for a different thing altogether. And just the amount of like prep that goes into that and conversation that goes into that, the financing of it, it's just, you can do it on an iPhone. Yeah. And I would say, if that's what you want to do, go do it, go do it with whatever equipment you have and start learning. Right. But I think to get, it's a visual medium and you've got to think that way. And, and you need to tell a story with fewer words because you're using a visual medium. I think you need to think about sound design when you are doing it. Cause a lot of times like where your camera is for a good shot versus where the sound is happening are not the same locations. So you may have sound equipment now added into that picture. It's, you know, I've made a feature length film with some friends. I've done a lot of video work. Like it's different and it's more complicated. There's more moving pieces. A podcast is simple because I can literally take my phone and set it on the table and just press record. Yeah. And you and I can talk or I can talk to it. Right. Or I can tell a radio play, you know, when I was like nine years old, I got the Dickens Christmas Carol and just sat and like recorded into a tape recorder, all of the parts of a Christmas Carol, <laughs> like my own sound effects and stuff. Like, I think it's always been in my bones to like, right, you know, right, do this right. thing. And I played in bands for a long time. And so I understood kind of like microphone placement and like the equipment that was needed and 
those types of things. And then I worked in retail for 20 years. So my job was to talk to people, like make you feel like I know you almost from the get go. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you have all this experience of like generating conversation out of nothing. And so those pieces kind of come together. But I think podcasting, like, I think everybody has a story to tell or a unique perspective and podcasting is a really low bar of entry to do that. Yeah. And I think it's a good experience for a a variety of reasons. You have social media attached to it. You have potentially website building attached to it. You have networking attached to it. I mean, I guess you can sit in a room and just talk to your phone and do none of those things, but you're probably not going to do it for very long. Right. Right. And so if you're going to take it seriously, I think it starts to grow into something bigger and it's very low skin in the game. Right. I think that being said, I think it's way tougher than people think. I think a lot of times like, oh, I make my friends laugh. So I'm going to sit down and do a humor podcast. Right. right? And then you get there and it's like, uh, have you ever tried stand up? Like, it's it's, not the same thing. It isn't the same thing. Um, And, you know, you like you maybe are copying something that you've heard. So I always challenge people like you can talk about Northwest Arkansas or creative. You and I have podcasts that like have a Venn diagram crossover, right? Sure, like, absolutely. but we're, we have two very different perspectives and I think voices about what we're doing and, and the way we're packaging it is different. Yours is 30 minutes. Mine's an hour, right? Like conversations are going to be different. You're a little more business focused. I'm like a little more like kind of arts, a little more like angled that way, but like we pick up businesses and you pick up arts, right? right like exactly. and those things cross over. Yeah. But what we're talking about, like we have our own way of approaching it. And so I think like when you're thinking about a subject matter, like what do you wish somebody was talking about that isn't being talked about that, you know, something about, or want to learn about, right. I don't know anything about a lot of the people that we talk to, but part of the show is like learning. Right. Yeah. And then what's your take on it? What's new, what's different that you're going to do. But I think people, sorry, one of the things you asked, I know I've talked for a long time is the, like the podcast scene or the longevity. And so I think people get the idea of doing a podcast because it's simple and they launch into it and all of a sudden they realize like they only had one story to tell, right? You only had that first album to tell. (laughs) And then after that, it's like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. And you have to have a long-term game plan. And I think you do need to treat it like a business. I check my metrics every day. Yeah. I talk to people that are in business and got business consultation. We built a website before we ever had a show. We, right? Like we mapped those things out and took it seriously. And I think also like, reach out and ask for support because it is tough. And I think if, you know, I reached out to you when I first heard about your show and was like, Hey, I'm doing this, you know, like network of, of podcasts and like just having that communication. And like that got you and I talking about podcasts and like, you know, doing these interviews later. And I need to get back on the voice press network is voicepress.com. If you want to see other cool podcasts that have been on for a long time, but to your point, it's difficult to find people that do it for longer than eight episodes, right? Yeah. I think people realize, I mean, pod fade is a real thing. Yeah, and uh, I tell people all the time, cause they're like, yeah, I want to get a podcast going. I'm like, well, slow your roll, buddy. Let's just, uh, let's just talk about this and walk it through. I want to see you start one, but I, I also want to see you continue to do one and not, you know, fall by the wayside because what a lot of people don't realize about some of the statistics. So over the last year, we saw our numbers go, we finally hit a million podcast shows in 2020, uh, April of 2020. April of 2021, we hit almost 1.95 million. So we almost doubled Doubled in size. It took us 16 years to get from zero to a million podcast shows. Right. It took us all of 12 months months to double. So we're going to continue to grow, but 
what people don't realize is that only about, I think the number is somewhere between like 275 and 400,000 of those are active. Right. Okay. That means that they're actually doing something. Right. Like you and I, we're putting out episodes on a regular basis. Right. Some people have a show, they did like 11 episodes and it's just, that's, that's just it. But some shows just set up like that, you know? Yeah. I mean- It's like a BBC limited series, yeah, right? Exactly. Hit it for eight episodes, done. Yeah. I just listened to a true crime thing that Discover Plus put out because they see the value of marrying the context of some of these true crime stories in a video format, but also an audio format. Yeah. And they did one on the Lisk killer, which is okay. the Long Island serial killer. Which still has he still has he or who she or whoever's doing it still hasn't been caught, but they got a lot of bodies attached to them, and it's a really intriguing story of intrigue of bad cops, bad attorneys, the whole nine yards. And I binged that in like a heartbeat, like I was done. I like consumed that like in two days. It was done, just the same way that I consumed Mayor of Easttown on HBO right. Max. So you know, it's just like, but it's it's a different medium. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I just, I, I say all that to say that um, people need to learn about the pot, learn about the industry, about what podcasting really is mm-hmm. and understand that, you know, it is, you're right. It is not something that you can kind of casually, like people think, oh, I can talk so I can just get on a mic. And I'm like, eh, okay. But some people can't talk and chew gum at the same time right. when, when it comes to delivering the goods and thinking about where are you trying to take somebody in a conversation or where are you trying to take somebody in a story like a podcast. Right. And, you know, you have to have a, a clear beginning, middle and end. Well, and I think one of the best pieces of, of advice we were given early on is uh, it's easy to make a podcast. Like you think it's difficult to get the equipment, get a guest, whatever. It's not like comparatively. And what was told to us was you're going to have to drag people kicking and screaming in front of the show to get anybody to listen. Yeah. And that is the work is growing the audience, right? Like, I put more time and effort into that than any episode we record, hands down. No, absolutely. No, no doubt. I mean, that's real talk. I do the same thing. I mean, every day I'm priming the pump in terms of telling people about it. It's just like one person at a time. I get new adoptees. It's so funny because like, I have people that follow me on Instagram and follow me on Facebook and they've never put two and two together that this is a podcast. They just right. think, oh, I am Northwest Arkansas. He's This guy's talking about great page. things in Northwest yeah. Arkansas. Yeah, I love it. I'm, I am Northwest Arkansas too. And I'm like, great. But have, did you know I have a podcast? So now I've been purposefully putting out posts, especially on Instagram. But I, like, I put one out the other day and this one was like, oh my God, I had no idea you yeah. actually had a podcast. And then she responded like a couple hours later because she clearly went and listened. She's like, Oh, I'm hooked. I'm going to listen to some more. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just, I'm building listenership one person, one person at, at time. a time. 100%. Like totally. Yeah. But, but here's the thing. I'm not, I mean, like this podcast is not really the one that I created. And, and the one that you created for the most part is pretty geolocated, right? I yeah. Mean, somewhat. We try really hard not to be, but yes. Right, right, right. So I am for <laughs> right, 100%. Right. It's in your no title. It's, exactly. It's in my title. So for me, it's important for me to build each one person means a big deal. Oh, yeah. It's huge mm-hmm. because that just means another ear that I have here in Northwest Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Or like like I've been getting lately and I've been telling these stories more often because if you're listening to this podcast and you're from another place and you're thinking about coming here, definitely connect with us. We'd love to kind of give you 
the lay of the land, if you will. Right. I've had several couples come to me and say, hey, we relocated here because of your podcast. That's and, amazing. And that's that to me is really what has made it worthwhile. Right. 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 You know, maybe if I can figure out a way to coordinate with Walmart's HR and Tyson's HR and J.B. Hunt's HR to have them sponsor the show. Then maybe we can take it to a whole nother hint, level because they, they, yeah, because they're going to keep bringing people here, a hundred percent, yeah. But I, I make, I think, I feel like what we talk about, even what we're talking about here now, and what what I talk about generally on this show, makes it easier for you to make that leap in your mind to say, you know what, maybe Northwest Arkansas is not that bad of a place. To yeah. Live. Well, it's not the PR packet from some large firm, right? Right. Now, like it's real conversation. Yeah. With. Yeah. People that are here. Right. Yeah. Right. And 100%. I share, I mean, and I share real talk about, hey, you know, there are some challenges here, but we're getting there slowly, but yeah. surely. And, and you know, it is, it's what it is, but I think that's what people appreciate. Right. You know, that's what people appreciate. And, you know, shout out to some of those, those couples that have reached out to me and, and I've actually, my wife and I've gone to dinner with a few of them. I'm actually got a dinner date plan with somebody else, a, another couple that, uh, that has relocated here recently. And one person in that group works for Walmart. Yeah. Of course, right? Yeah. And then the other has they 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 have their own business. And so yeah, I mean it's just, you know, people are coming here for a variety of different reasons. And all they want to know is what is it gonna be like when I get here? Yep. And I mean, just trying to tell that story, you know, to whoever will listen, I think is the most important thing to do. Yeah. And I mean the flip side and like is also it's just a celebration of what's I mean, they're like you don't know everything that happens in Northwest Arkansas, even if you live here, I know one of the biggest gifts of doing look what I did was getting more integrated. And I think I'm a relatively creative guy, but I had my circle of like friends and influence or whatever. Right. And then you start doing the show and you have to get outside that circle. Yeah. And it was like, this happens here and that person lives here. And you know, Shire post mint, like who knew like yeah. doing this amazing work with NASA and the Smithsonian oh, and man. game of Thrones and <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Right. Like, they're down the street. Like, right. That's right. nuts to There's me. There's some insane talented people here in Northwest Arkansas. And the thing that I've really liked is that everybody's always game to chat with you, you know, a hundred percent. Like when I lived out, in the, I always tell people this story is like when I, in Boston, you know, I mean the blue bloods and the folks that have been there for forever and a day since Plymouth rock, they're not that open to other folks coming in. I don't care right. who you are. Yeah. I don't care what you look like. They're just not open to it. Right. If you're not connected you're not connected. Yeah. Here, you come here and people just kind of take you for face value. Yeah. And it's just like, hey, you know, mm-hmm. let's let's hook up, you know, let's let's see what's going on. Not that kind of hook up, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, let's yeah, see what's yeah. going on. Right. And, and and so that's the thing that I like about Northwest Arkansas. And it's one of the few places where I, I honestly feel like I've seen that kind of connection with people. And, you know, I mean, I went to a Sona event the other night, shout out to them. They've been on the podcast a couple of times, but it was a, it was great to see people, uh, IRL in real life. Yep. Um, some without mask on, which was great. It was just great to see smiling faces and, you know, just to connect with folks and folks genuinely wanted to, you know, who are you, what are you doing and all that. And I tell them about the podcast or just in general. And I, I just, I enjoy that. And so that's, that's part of what I think makes this a special place. Yeah. Well, and you know, I, like I said, I worked in retail, customer facing retail for 20 years and the number of people I met and actually became friends with or had like, it's just, I don't know what the deal is with Northwest Arkansas, but people just seem to be open. I mean, I will say in like yours in my favor, I think that we're good at getting people to start talking and that, mm-hmm. right? Like that, yeah. you know, um, yeah. so that may help us a little bit, sure. but 
it's, you know, I ran into some people from New Jersey because of the, the baseball tournament going on. And this lady was like, everybody's so like warm and welcome here. And like, she's just walking around talking to people on the street because she can, you know, she's like, you can't do this in New Jersey. I grew up in New Jersey and and shout out to Teaneck, but I'm going to tell you, you you know, you, you only spoke if spoken to. So in the Northeast in New England, it's, it's even, you know, it's like, that's why they call them the frozen chosen up there. But it's a whole different ball game up there. Yeah. And so it is different. She is absolutely right. And here, everybody will talk to you and you just have to kind of be in that frame of mind. So yeah. you know. sometimes you're looking for the way out of the conversation. Yes. Like, oh, I've yes. got to go. <laughs> yes. After a while though, you become kind of like se- after seven years of being here, I'm just like anesthetized to that where I'm just like, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to have this conversation because I don't know where it's going to go and I'm just going to have it. And I try to teach my kids that too. I think it's important to engage people where they are. And if they want to chat with you or chat you up that, you know, you talk to them and and learn a little bit more because, um, you know, my whole thing is always about relationships. It's Uh, all, it's all relationships. And, um, if I could connect the dots for you about how big of a difference your life can be when you embrace relationships and relationship building, I mean, it's, there's a difference. I would say everything everything in my life is because of a relationship, right? Like in one way or the other, I mean, right. career wise, podcast wise, like, yeah. you know, we, you have X person on the show. They know this person. They like, we had Keely Wake who makes jewelry. She tells me about Shire Post Mint. That leads to, right? Like, and you just kind of get these constant references. And, and I think also like there's community support there too. So when you're doing something new for anybody, you kind of have this like swell of people supporting you because you've created this network of people that value those relationships, right? Yeah. Those interactions. So yeah, that's interesting. So as we wind up here, I would love for you just to kind of share a couple of couple of thoughts about Northwest Arkansas. Since you are an OG, not just an OG podcaster, but you've been here for about thirty years. I've been here so. long enough to be an OG Northwest. Yeah, I've it, always it, tried to like stay yeah, away. I'm like, right. no, I'm Canadian. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. That's that's fine. <laughs> Our cousins from the north. But so a couple of questions, real quickly. Sure. Where do you think? podcasting is headed in the next five years. I have my thoughts, but I would love to get your thoughts about that. The medium itself as a whole. I see an avenue for like shorter, faster podcasts. I think like as commutes maybe aren't going to be as prevalent, right? Like I had a 45 minute drive to work a year ago that I don't have anymore. And that was when I listened to podcasts. So I think there's potentially an opportunity for like 10 to 15 minute podcast, which would be shorter than most formats are right now. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm still interested to see like the punk rock approach to it. Like what is the right? Like we're, yeah. we're like we're kind of almost elevator music to some extent, right? It's been around for 16 years. And so what like what will the like 18 year old I had the opportunity to teach a class of eighth graders about podcast building and right and recording and those things. And just their approach to it was different because they, there were no rules. So they're like, oh, yeah. we're doing this and this and this. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, that's yeah. an interesting approach, you right. know, but like somebody's going to do it. So I don't know. I don't know. The TikTokification of podcasting, you know, I think about like Gary Vaynerchuk and how he does his little, like um, little rants. He'll go yeah. on his little rants and they're like anywhere from two to five minutes long. And I, I subscribe to them on Alexa because smart speakers are proliferating 40% yeah. Of all homes in America, have a smart speaker, and that number is going to rise. That number is going to double in the next three to four years. Yeah, and then as I always tell people, search like almost fifty percent of search right now is voice. That's going to be a hundred percent by twenty twenty five, according to Google. Oh wow, which is insane when you that, think about that's it. That's crazy. Yeah, how fast? That and so is. it's like you know, people will be able to say, "Hey, 
play the latest episode of Look What I Did on Alexa, you know, because right now Alexa can tee up any of my episodes and, you know, it's not that hard. I mean, it's not rocket science, but I could also create something that, or you could create something that is exclusively for Alexa. It could be a skill yeah. where people, where you would say, you would promote it and just say, hey, if you're in North Coast Arkansas and you've got a smart speaker, get the latest update to Look What I Did. Just find out. Just a, It's a little snippet, just a little, a little bit of love from your man, Daniel Quinn, and just letting you know just what's coming thing. up, you know? And so, but those are some of the, the, I think those are the things that are coming up next. Yeah. You know, the other thing I would think about too, is like, I think about podcasting in relation to like the DIY music scene in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Right. And if we look at that as the same, I think what you're seeing is the high potential that the labels, Apple, Spotify, like any of these companies that are willing to spend the money on the content are going to start snatching up shows, right? Sure. And they're going to snatch up everybody and just see what sticks. And yeah. that's what happened in the 90s with record labels. And so I think if you have the chance now to establish yourself and get like experience under your belt, if that's something you really want to do, you can be the polished act, right? Like um, Nirvana had been playing for a while by the time they put out Nevermind. Right. Yeah. Uh, so go ahead and like do that work and like do the the live shows at a local venue if you can or whatever. Like get all of that under the belt so that by the time the labels are coming through looking for talent, you've got your reel, right? Like right. you've got some back catalog. Yeah. So I, I really think that's going to happen. I think we're going to see the commercialization of it skyrocket. Absolutely. I think so too. Yeah. I mean, we're already seeing a, an increase in revenue and, and expense for uh, advertising on podcasting. Mm-hmm. So it's just going to grow. Yep. It's going to grow from there. So what about Northwest Arkansas as a whole? Somebody listening to this that's either brand new in the area or about to come here, what would you tell them that they they have to kind of take in when they get here to Northwest Arkansas or they should be taking advantage of right here? It's Denver with more oxygen, right? (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. There's a lot of similarities, actually. Yeah. You know, I just discovered the food at Moonbrock. How specific are we getting? Okay, it is as specific as you want to be. The chef at Moonbrock right now is going to get snatched up by somebody... A more exclusive restaurant, right? And the plates are going to double, triple in cost. Okay. This guy is blowing my mind. His name is Brandon. He's absolutely amazing. Literally consistently the best food I have in Northwest Arkansas. And if you haven't been to Moonbrock. um, How do you spell that? M-O-O-N-B-R-O-C-H. Okay. Was that a quiz? Yeah, it is. No, I wasn't (laughs) sure. Where where is it located? Um, It's downtown Rogers. So it's like. It's basically on DTR, we, like right by First Second that's Street what, area. That's what that, that's what us locals call DTR. DTR. <laughs> I'm not cool enough to know. <laughs> no, that's no, no, it. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's, no. I live in Fayetteville, no, so yeah, that's Fayetteville, it. Right, or Favoriteville, right. I guess, yeah, if yeah. we want to throw out one for Evan. Right. Um, but no, it, it, you know, it's a three story bar. When you walk in, like you kind of expect burger, fries, whatever. I had a uh, lemon zested peppercorn salmon with like these perfectly cooked vegetables. And then he made a banana bread pudding that was like blew my mind. <laughs> and before that I got cheesecake with a raspberry reduction and like balsamic vinaigrette, which doesn't sound like it should go together. Oh and was absolutely insane. The guy is in my opinion, probably the best chef in Northwest Arkansas right now. Really? Yeah. Oh and, man. Don't I mean, tell Jason Paul that. He's, so he's, have hilarious. you been to heirloom? I have not been to heirloom, okay. so I need to go to heirloom. Yeah, you need to go to heirloom. Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. So Jason's my man. I don't know Brandon, but I'm gonna have to check Brandon out. But Jason's my man, and Jason can throw down. Heirloom is, you know, they've been closed for obviously during the pandemic, right? Right. But, uh, I I want to say they are on the cusp of opening back okay. up. But I'll keep in, an eye out. They're in the 1907 building right there in Onyx, so they're okay. downtown Rogers. Oh, as they're well. right there. Yeah. So yeah. that you know, and, and the 1907 building is great because in the daytime you can go there and get your espresso. 
and get a great croissant. Shout out to the folks at, at Onyx, some of the oh, best coffee, yeah. some of the best coffee in the world, some of the best coffee roasters in the country. Then you've got Heirloom, which is a great, fantastic restaurant. And then you've got in the back there, they have an outstanding bar. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. So there's a little bit of everything right there in that one building. So, so I'm going to have to go to Ireland. I love You're, food. I travel yeah. by plate. Yeah, so there you go. There uh, you go. So, no, that's all right. So, I mean, and I'm going to have to check, I'm going to have to check this, this Brandon out and find out what's going on at, yeah. uh, at Moon, at Moonbox. He's so. blowing my mind right now. Yeah. And so, I love food. So. Yeah. I do too. I do too. I, I, um, I was telling somebody the other day or, well, we took the people that we connected with that were relocated here because of the podcast, we took them out to, or, or I, I should say, they took us out to Leverett Lounge. Yeah, yeah. And uh, got that them cool, the, neat yeah, little got place. them yeah. the uh, the Korean fried chicken and just, yeah. I mean, just everything was right. I mean, what Hannah has done over there has just been um, nothing short of incredible. So, yeah. have you and, been to Sidewalk? In Rogers, I have not. It's like a Vietnamese kind of like street food. Okay, S A I W O K. They do like banh mi, but they do a pork belly loaded fry. Okay, that will blow your mind. Really, it's, it's so good. And so, like to be clear, most of the restaurants we have are very, very good by and large, right? Like, so it is super rare, super rare. I go to a restaurant, I'm like, oh, I'm not going back. Right? right? Like, <laughs> right. the food here is really, really good, and yeah. we have amazing chefs from yeah. all over the place. Absolutely. So, yeah. um, and the other thing I would say is like, there's arts there, right? There's Crystal Bridges. You know, I hadn't been there. I went once and I was like, I like, how have I not been going? It's absolutely <laughs> mind blowing, but you've got to get outside and like check the Buffalo National River, right. White Rock, um, yeah. float the White River. Like, there's just, you get it all. Yeah. You get it all. Yeah. The commute's not bad, friendly people, low crime. Like, yeah. it's just, and really a low cost of living compared to the rest of the country. Like right. It's skyrocketing right. for here. For but here. We're just it's all relative. To, yeah. Because yeah. when people are like, what can you get for four beds, three and a half baths? I'm like, everything's still under 450. And they're like, what? Yeah. You know, they just yeah. lose their mind. Then I'm like, yeah, you can still get something really nice. Even where you live is, I mean, I mean, it's just really nice. But, you know, we had the folks from uh, the Urban Land Institute on it. And I, I really want to encourage folks that there's still a lot of room for infill growth. Oh, so, yeah. so we have, we have room to spare. It's not like we're kind of, it's not like Boston, right? Where they're like, they're not growing any more land and we're on top of each other. Yeah. We've still got room for growth. Yeah. And so as long as we do it in a, in a positive way and in a way that really, you know, takes the environment into consideration at the same time, you know, creates a, a good type of population density, I think we'll be fine. I think well, we'll be and fine. if you follow like Walmart, right? And I don't know how much the headquarters has changed since COVID, but there's a huge lake planned in that yeah, headquarters yeah. area. There's massive park area. Greenway goes through there, trees, outdoor cafes. Like to your point, Northwest Arkansas has watched a very fine balance of growing rapidly and maintaining a significant amount of the greenery and kind of sure. natural, right? And as long as we can keep walking that line, mm -hmm. you really do get to the best of both worlds. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. No, without a doubt, man. So, well, listen, man, if people want to connect with you, what's the best way they can, besides subscribing, I'm going to make sure I put uh, links yeah. to look what I did and everything in the show notes, but what's the best way for them to connect with you? LWID Project okay. on Instagram, because we picked that name way too early. So it's probably the best way on Instagram or Facebook. You can just go to the Look What I Did page and any of that, you can contact me basically directly through that. So. Okay. And I try to do, I'm not the best social media person. That's a weak right. spot for me, but yeah, I try okay. to stay relatively on top of it there. So No, that's good. Yeah. And I would, I would encourage our listeners here at I Am Northwest Arkansas to reach out to Daniel and especially just check out his 
back catalog of, of um, episodes. He's had some really, really cool people on. So not even including myself. He's just had yeah. some good people on. <laughs> well, we so. had Randy and then yeah, we've had it, some it, other people. No, but I mean, but, no, seriously, it's just, you've had some good, you've had some really good episodes. We just had uh, Anthony Bourdain's photographer over 12 seasons of, 12 years, I think, and, and then a number of seasons of, of a couple of his shows, his photographer on, he was a photographer for CNN. Like a really, really awesome guy with some really cool stories. And he grew up in Arkansas. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I love that connection. Yeah. No. Well, yeah. So you guys check it out. Please give Daniel a try. Give his podcast a try. Look what I did. And if you do connect with him, let him know that you heard about him here first on I Am Northwest Arkansas. So, well, man, Daniel Quinn, thank you so much. I'm glad we finally got a chance to do this. So, you know, it's been... (laughs) It's been a long time coming, so yeah. I agree. It was but, my pleasure, but for I sure. appreciate. It. We'll have to figure out how we can do another crossover again. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll have you do a takeover of the look what I did channel. Okay, I think well, that'll be- <laughs> let's figure something out. We'll figure it all out. Right, so, all right, cool. I appreciate it. Thank you, thank you. Well, folks, that's another episode of the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. To learn more about us or to read or download the show notes from today's episode, visit IamNorthwestArkansas.com. You can listen to this podcast and sign up for our free newsletter to keep up with us and all things NWA. Make sure you sign up today. You can also subscribe to the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast wherever you listen to it. And please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Remember, our podcast comes out every Monday, rain or shine. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn, and we'll see you back here next week for a new episode of the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. Peace. We hope you enjoyed this episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. Check us out each and every week, available anywhere that great podcasts can be found. For show notes or more information on becoming a guest, visit IamNorthwestArkansas.com. We'll see you next week on I Am Northwest Arkansas.